to Be The Evidence. Susan and I wanted to let you know that Be The Evidence.live is up and running. It's our community platform where we really put practice everything that we speak about within the weekly podcast. So within the platform of Be The Evidence.live, you will get real-time text notifications as the energies shift, as planets move, as there is awareness happening around um, how to deepen our practice into presence. You also get guided meditations and intuited images to work on within a meditation and journaling practice. There's lifestyle and presence practices suggestions as well as recipes to help support your becoming. We also will have live calls there where you can interact with us, get monthly forecasts on what's to come, have live Q&A sessions, and so much more. We would love for you to join us and be part of the community of becoming and being the evidence of what we all truly know is possible. I hope to see you there. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. My eyes feel really swollen. Like I feel really worn down, quite exhausted. Yeah, I feel like that too. I, and it, I mean, I feel like I've been doing manual labor. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I haven't been (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's a real interesting space to be in. I sat with um, one of my friends is a body worker and she did some body healing on me today. And she was like, you know, you don't have to carry around like all this armor and like, you know, that's part of the reason why you're exhausted is because you're carrying around all of this and you are like constantly prepared to fight the fight. And I'm like, yeah, we're in Scorpio season. Of course I'm prepared to fight the fight. Like, but then I also hear that and I know like there's a ton of truth in that. Like I'm worn out from it. Yeah. And it's more than Scorpio too. Like the energy at the moment when we're recording. So this is Wednesday night. There is a lot of sensitive reactionary volatility in the air. And if you're an empath or if you're just someone who has been taking in a lot of information from all kinds of sources, you might be like, oh shit, something might happen. And it's like, oh my God, can something just not happen for a day? Could that be possible, please? Ugh. Right. It's that real edginess of like, I don't know if I can take any more. Like I... <laughs> this is bananas <laughs> yeah is bananas like completely like uh, we need just can i hit a pause button where's that like magic stop button for just like a whole i don't know hour like give me just an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> i i've i've over over time in working through these big waves of energy that come in i've learned that when it gets like this you could, you could dive head first into it and start breaking dishes. Okay. Yeah. You could, mm-hmm. you could smoke all the cigarettes yep. and just like, just go nuts. But then you have to clean up your mess and you don't want to feel like shit. And you don't, I, I tell you one thing, I am so sick of saying, I'm sorry. I'm trying very hard to get out of the habit of doing things that make me have to say, I'm sorry again. So true. So I'm, I've learned 
when it gets wild, instead of really giving into it, to get as still as possible. Yeah. Still allow like the unexpected to happen. If you're angry, let that come up too. You don't want to suppress yourself. Right. And if you feel intensely about something, good. You know, sometimes we're not angry enough. Sometimes we don't intensely feel through things enough. Sometimes we don't look at the truth as honestly as we can. Go ahead and do those things. But you don't have to run around destroying things or taking it out on people or taking on other people's shit. Like I've, you should see my inbox. A lot of people feel like they're taking it under the chin from a lot of people. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't use the astrology as an excuse for, well, the astrology is crazy, so he's treating me like shit. No, no. Uh-uh. There's no excuse. Everyone's responsible for their own energy, no matter what sky we're under. Right. Yeah, it's like that piece about be. How do you become? How do you choose to be healthy in this? Like, um, I was journaling last night, and I was journaling about this very same thing of like, man, I keep leaning into vulnerability, and I feel like every time I lean into vulnerability, I'm attacked like sideswiped and like it's like that matter of like what the fuck and then how much can I take right and like as I was journaling I was like I feel like that that rage growing in me right like and because I once very much enjoyed tequila like I will equate it with like how I feel when I have drank tequila where I get even more mouthy and I get loud and if I feel like that edginess of like you want to you want to challenge me go right fuck ahead like let's see what happens right and 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 sitting with that while I'm journaling of like yes I can feel like there's that calling of like okay I light shit on fire fucking give me my baseball bat fuck it like you want to start challenging me right now when I'm being the most vulnerable I could possibly be in my life and this is the time to challenge me all right here we go toe to toe and then how do I lean into that right like while I'm journaling I'm like and how do I do this in a healthy way? Because the fucking, like, starting shit on fire, taking my baseball bat, and starting to attack is not me and my integrity. That's not me honoring, like, who I truly am as a sacred being. <clears throat> and there's something to say for that combination. Mm -hmm. Something valid about that combination. Of being able to use your own inner masculine mm -hmm. to stand in front of your inner, inner feminine and go, hey, back up. Mm -hmm. Back up. We're feeling things over here. Okay. Right. You can do both. Mm -hmm. Remaining open, being willing to feel and look at the truth, expose, expose the pulp of your insides, and then also having a part of you that stands in front and says, you better not jack with me right now. Right. I refuse to shut down. If I'm going to open up, back up. You either, you either treat this with respect or I don't want you near me. Mm -hmm. Instead of shutting down then being angry disappointed and bitter because you have to shut down and then you start cracking skulls because like god damn it you're shutting me down and suppressing me no mm -hmm. no it's 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 being willing to open up look at the truth but have boundaries and bravery to protect that openness does that make sense yeah. housing both at the same time yeah yeah, and yeah. I think that we have to learn to do that. Okay. We are not going to be able to create new worlds without brave vulnerability, both at the same time. Yeah, and even when it doesn't look like vulnerability is um, respected, heard, honored, 
right? Like that, that's the piece that gets real tricky to me of like, okay, I can express vulnerability over and over and over again. I can stand in that. But when it's not heard to the people that I'm expressing it to, and my takeaway from that is dismissal of like, how many times do I have to stand and lean into this vulnerability and be dismissed at the same time? Like to get to the place where we recognize and building those new worlds, how other people react has not a damn thing to do with us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're still in Scorpio season. Not everyone deserves your trust. I am mm -hmm. not promoting paranoia, but trust is earned. And trying to go out there and be very vulnerable and raw with people who are not going to respect it, who are going to poke at it and walk on it and dismiss it and ignore it, those aren't the people that you should be opening up to because they don't have the capacity to hold the space to respect an opening that's happening right in front of them. And that's okay. Pick and choose who actually is trustworthy. Right. Not going into paranoia. Again, I'm not saying like, I don't know if I trust anyone. Like, <laughs> right. but you know what, you know, when someone's trustworthy, it's because whenever you open up, they go, I'm with you. Keep mm -hmm. going. I got you. You don't have to convince them that they should listen to you. You don't have to convince them that you're not crazy. Right. You don't have to convince them that I promise I'm not falling apart. Right. Right. They're like, of course you're not falling apart. You're feeling something. Come on, let's go. Let's you're do this. A human experience. Like, yeah, embrace it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The real and the rawness of it for sure. Do you think that is impacted by um, Venus going direct on Friday? Do you think they, a lot of this is coming up because of that? Um, I think a lot of this is coming up because, well, first of all, the whole sky's lit up. Okay. But let's, let's talk about on, on Friday, Venus goes direct and Mercury goes retrograde. So Jupiter has clicked into Sagittarius. Yay. Except that immediately starting Friday, Mercury and Sagittarius is going to retrograde. And I think it's because Jupiter is saying hope is alive and we have unlimited possibilities and our minds are going really mm -hmm. like, I don't see it at all. Or we want to put a cap on it and go, well, it's probably this much as possible, but not past that. Right. So Mercury retrograde is going, hey, stop doing that. You're blocking things. Opening back up to hope. And that feels exposing when we have been through very difficult transits in Scorpio that are drawing to a close. Right. 40 years of harsh transits in Scorpio. Saturn went through Sagittarius a couple, three years ago and was trying to say, listen, Come on, you got to get back out here into hope and light and possibility. And we were all like, I don't know if I can. And now Jupiter's going for real right now. Here we go. And we're still stuck in our heads like, man, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm -hmm. And then Venus started out its retrograde cycle in Scorpio. And I've been saying it's like Venus was being waterboarded in the basement by Scorpio going, you're going to feel something right now. And you're in particular, you're going to feel about how you want more than you've been admitting. And when Venus popped into in retrograde cycle into Libra, I think that Venus was going, all right, I'll admit it. I want more than I've been saying. And therefore that means a lot of this shit in front of me isn't fair. It's not fair, mm -hmm. but Venus is going to go direct. And I think that Venus will go, all right, I'm going to reach for fairness. I'm also going to reach for beauty and I'm going to reach for honesty about 
What will bring people closer to me, not further away? What will drive me into deeper, deeper connections with people? And that means you got to hold out hope that people are going to want you too. And they do. Other people want you too. But it's feel, for, Venus is kind of uncomfortable and beat up right now. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's that practice like for you around holding out and reaching for beauty and for honesty and for deeper connection when you don't see that always around you? Like, I know you don't see that all the time within readings or within like your vicinity or even just looking out in the world right now. How do you hold on to that hope? Um, I remember that Venus is a receiver mm-hmm. and I pull back and I, I've remained very open and I, I, I let life come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there, I think that we all kind of have a habit of letting the ego or Mars or the masculine lead to jump out in front and chase things down until we kill them. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. Venus is a receiver. Sometimes when you're trying to reverse the momentum of going out and grabbing at things and forcing things and just insisting that your story or your narrative is how life is going to show up. When you're trying to reverse that and be a receiver and let life and other people show up in what resonates and what's truly meant for you, there's a pause where it gets real quiet Mm -hmm. and you're like, holy shit. I don't know if anybody's coming around again ever. (laughs) Ah, it gets real quiet and real still. And then that involves you having to trust that life is lining you up with what's meant for you. And you don't have to go out and force it and chase it down. You don't. Yeah. I, I think when I come back into like the, how do I deepen my ability to receive one, I think that's a very hard lesson for a lot of people because I don't think that we've been taught adequately how to actually receive, how to receive ourselves deeply or how to receive love and actual presence and tender care and, and being seen from other people. Like I don't, I just think that we've led from the masculine from a lot of our lives because we've had to, right? Um, and to sit and be able to receive ourselves, even while we feel that rage, even while we feel that desperate longing and that deep longing for true connection, I think is like this really interesting paradox to sit in because obviously there's a sadness. There's a mourning that you don't have that in front of you, or it may not look the way you want it to. And it's also equally met with, okay, well, I have to hold the hope alive. Yesterday, I was sitting with that rage of like, oh, the shits, I'm getting beat up for being vulnerable. And I heard myself be like, and, and Mm. how how can you take care of yourself? And I made myself some tea and I put rose oil in it and I picked some fresh flowers that were pink and I put them out on my altar and I put like really like I had a beautiful scarf on that made me feel lovely, you know, like it's like those types of practices that seem kind of frivolous and silly, but that at the same time help deepen how, how am I choosing to receive myself every single moment? That's right. That's one of the really important lessons of the Pluto and Libra generation are getting really good about learning this, but Venus has 
everyone learning this right now, that sacred union mm -hmm. and lining up with what's meant for you, the foundation of it is sovereignty. It's your relationship with yourself first mm -hmm. that changes what is drawn into you. Like, it sounds counterintuitive to say that sacred union is, has the foundation of sovereignty because sovereignty makes it sound like I'm going it alone. Screw it. But that's not what it is. It's, it's coming back into yourself. North node in cancer at 29 right now, it would say coming back home to yourself, right. coming back to yourself and being like, I got you. Come on. What do you need, honey? Mm -hmm. What do you need? And, and, and repairing that relationship so that that sets the tone of what's allowed to come towards you or what's drawn towards you or what resonates with you. If you abandon yourself and go out and try and chase things down until you kill them, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract aggressive people who do not respect your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then it plays into communication. Good old Mercury in retrograde of how do we communicate for ourselves and communicate outwardly with everybody. Like, th I think this is what I was posting about the other day about like, how do you draw boundaries when you are also in this place of extreme, extreme sensitivity and also receiving and like that whole like new age mentality that's like, oh, well, there is a lesson in everything. You know, like that can be tricky to sit with. Mercury retrograde is going to have us try and um, review mm -hmm. how our minds work about possibility. Right. So it's same day. Venus is going to go direct. Mercury is going to, Venus and Libra is going to go direct. Venus is going to retrograde in Sagittarius. They're both heading for Scorpio and they both ingress into Scorpio within a day of each other. I think it's December 1st and 2nd. So this is how you receive, how your mind works about possibility is heading directly for Scorpio going, what is going on with you? Why are you putting caps on what's possible? Why are you letting shadow lead you into what you can expect and giving and receiving in relationships? What is blocking you? Get it off, get it off big questions the big questions that really command and demand true vulnerability with yourself i mean this is like the theme over and over and over again of like how can i be truly vulnerable with myself and hands up to however anybody else wants to react to me deepening my vulnerability and my personal presence within my own sovereignty like whatever wants to happen out there, fine. But like, how do I consistently come back to me every damn 10 seconds? Because like, this is just like the lesson we're getting plastered with. I, and I, and I, and I, well, I started to say, I wonder, I don't think I wonder. I think I know. I think that involves repairing your trust with yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's such a big, that's such a big conversation of like, cause it's so much easier to be like, I'm I don't trust them. I don't trust this situation. I don't trust that company. Let me tell you all of the things that I don't trust about life in general, rather than flipping that mirror around and be like, man, I think that I stopped being able to trust my own intuition when it spoke up. 
to the point that now it whispers so quietly, I don't know how to hear it. Like actually honoring the fact that we have lost true trust with our sovereignty is the place that we have to turn towards rather than I don't trust the government. I don't trust all of these people. Like I don't trust my partner. Like that's not, it's a distraction mechanism that's still keeping us from returning to our sacredness. Right. And so we're so repairing that trust, right? So all the, all the times that you knew better and you did it anyway, right. all the times when you were hurting and you're like, just suck it up and endure it. Yeah. All the times whenever you've been involved in places you knew you needed to get out of and you're like, well, I'm going to wait until my face is planted in the ground before I do it. All the times that you've abandoned yourself instead of being with yourself and going, this doesn't feel right. I'm out. Right. You have to cut we don't go in the direction of shame and self-loathing that will not get you to where you want to be. Right. There's nothing shameful or loathsome about that having happened. It's about coming back and going, listen, it's okay. It's okay. We're just not going to do that anymore. Are we? And go, that's right. So we're not <laughs> liking yourself again, loving yourself again. And, go, and, and just as much as you need for people to earn your trust, you got to earn your own trust back. Mm -hmm. And when you go, I'm tired, go, all right, I'm going to go take a nap yep. instead of going, no, work harder, you know, or like this person is treating me like shit. I feel like I have to be friends with them. Go, no, you don't watch this. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to have to go our separate ways. Like coming back and earning your own trust back by following through on protecting yourself in a reasonable way, not in paranoia, okay, and in meeting your own needs and in forgiving yourself. And when you fall into shame and self-loathing going, no, 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 you're being mean to my friend. I'm not going to let you do that. Stop. Yeah, that's that true divine masculine. I mean, I think that that's the, the balance, right? Of the divine masculine protecting the feminine of receiving. Because the shutting down is no longer, I mean, it is, right? You, we can always all choose to, to shut down whenever the hell we want to choose to shut down and to say we're not going to participate in any, any of these things. But I would like to believe, I would like to hold hope alive that if we're really walking in the direction of how do we all become more conscious how do we all become the evidence of our sacredness of our unfolding of our reclamation that shutting down is no longer an option and if it is an option it's with people that are at a different place in their unfolding and, and they and they get to do that they get to right? do that it doesn't mean you participate with them though while we're finishing up this scorpio season i think it's important to recognize something those, we really have been through decades of difficult transits in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. It's over. It's over. It, most of the things that we've been through are not coming back in our lifetime. And I think it's time for us to start demonstrating that you can get to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. You can come all the way out of your suffering and get to the other side and thrive. I think it's time for us to start demonstrating that going, holy shit, we made it. Wow. What do we do now? We thrive. We create, we heal. We repair our trust with ourselves and each other. We repair the, the planet. Yep. We repair the systems that we live under. Start repair work. We get to come all the way out of this. I mean, all the way out of it. 
Does Scorpio season end when we start the eclipse seasons at the beginning of the year? When does Scorpio season officially end? It's uh, in eight days. It's when the sun goes into Sagittarius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Relief. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, have you ever, I don't know if you have tattoos, but I have lots, well, several, more than a couple. And when you get done tattooing, it's like your, your skin's real like hot and raw, right? And they come back, they come over the new tattoo with a salve and it's like, oh, it's just delicious because it's like, oh, there's relief. I'm not raw and exposed and like burnt at the same time. And like, hearing only eight more days, I'm like, oh yes, it's like that salve that's being applied. There's relief coming, I swear. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Just hold on. I've been, I've been talking to people who who are very aware of how hard the last three or four decades have been. Right. And I swear everybody's looking around going, I can't believe we made it. I know, right? <laughs> We're still here. Holy shit. <laughs> and we're coming on out. Heads held high and focused on how do we actually become and hold hope and change into everything that we know is truly possible. Yeah, and I think that, that there's really something to say for being proud of yourself, being like, all right, look, there's the other side of this. You're not stuck in the abyss forever. Come on now. Come on. Let's keep going. Don't you quit on me now. Right about to create new things don't you i mean if you've made it this far if you've made it this far even if you're having a very difficult time right now and a lot of people are right if you've come this part you really want to quit now not me if i've come this far I'm, there better be a payoff there's gotta be a payoff and then to me this is what i keep coming back to is if i can hold the hope and in the quiet quiet moments i can get these glimpses of what i feel like is possible to come then i i have no i have no other option because if I know that there's an inkling, even if it seeps in, in like the smallest minute ways, then there is a possibility of it all paying off and all unfolding. I think that's going to be Venus and Mercury meeting up in Scorpio again. It's going to be like, come on, come, come on. You, no, you are not backing down. You are not going to be like, this is life. We're stuck here. No, we are not. Get up. Get up and walk forward. Let's go. We have work to do. And I don't mean just work like I got to do the work all the time. I mean, like we have repairing to do. We have new worlds to create. We have relationships to mend. We have webs to build. We have, to, we have the restoration of our soul within our bodies to take care of. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we have a Rama. Um, it's, a, it's one of my, it's a Celtic term. And Rama means for the soul's journey back to the divine self. I feel like this is what we're doing. We're walking back towards our divinity. And it's collectively, it's individually, and it's throughout the earth. Like it's every facet of our true existence. Have you ever done like um, really hard yard work? Like digging up a tree trunk or, yeah. or jackhammering a driveway, things like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, whenever you start to, it's just a hot mess everywhere. And you're like, God, this is never going to end. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you get further along. You're like, I think it might end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you're like, oh, we got to pick up all the tools. 
Uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> yep. We're not quite there. Almost. <laughs> I feel like that right now. I'm so tired. Oh, my God. Well, just keep going. You're, we're almost in the process of cleanup. Right here we are. Let's be clear, though. Okay? There are always more cycles to go through. Always. Always. That's one of the, the most... Um, often asked question I get is when is this over? It's not, mm -mm. it's not. The current phase is drawing to a close, but then there's another one. Right. Right. Like it's, as soon as we heal ourselves into considering more possibilities and admitting we want to receive more than we've done before. And we've got to make up with ourselves in order to draw in different kinds of mirrors and different kinds of opportunities. Then we level up. And then on that level, it's like, okay, what are we doing now? Well, We've got to heal the planet. Well, that sounds like a big job. Yep, it is. So get to work. Yeah. There's, there's, there's more. There's always the next level. Always. The onion peels. We're constantly peeling the onion. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening in to the Be The Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen, and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org, and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find um, services that are not available to anyone else. And you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast. When you're there, there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both. If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you would love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you, we would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you, we hear you, we feel you. Thank you. <laughs>